2: Just like they did in August, Solace Meds has some awesome deals going on throughout the month of September for DNVR listeners. You guys can get Can America gummies for 25% off throughout the entire month of September. You can get Strange Tinctures for 20% off, Rockin' Cartridges 25% off, Glacier Concentrates 20% off. They've also got a Labor Day sale going on, Labor Day weekend on september 6th you can buy three get the fourth product for 10 cents on patriot day september 11th buy three get the fourth for 10 cents as well of course if you head into any location you can get a free solace bar or king cone when you mention the code dnvr20 that code is also going to get you 20% off your entire purchase. So stop into any four of their convenient Colorado locations today. They've got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DMVR bar on East Colfax. Stop in the Solace Meds. They've got all those deals that I just said. Of course, you can always get 20% off when you use the code DMVR20 at any of those locations. You're going to get a free Solace bar or King Cone with your purchase as well.
1: Dev, you got a beatbox for us or something. <laughs> we got no music. We're going music list today for the show. Monday Mailbag Put with Dev on
0: the
2: spot like
0: that. Come on, Dev. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> also, you think that I will be the one that's like making the beat? I would have to be the MC. I would be the one that there's no way that you got me making the beat. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome into a music
1: list edition of the DMVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR when you sign up. Guys... The first week of the NFL season, made bank because all those super, super deals. This last week, though, still made money. I still came out in the – is it the black? Red is if you – you come out in the red if you lose. The black is if you win, or the green. I came out in the green. I'm on some money. So I'm in the green this week. I got what you meant. You you guys know what I'm saying. So sign up. Bet along with us. Watch the tailgate on Sunday mornings. That's all I do. I just copy their bets. I'm like, all right. Except for Hank. Hank, I'm like (laughs) 50-50. He gives a bank a a bet. I'm like – if I feel it, I'll, I'll go with it. Andre and RK, whatever they say, and I've been making money. Um, Monday mailbag edition of the show. I'm very excited for the show. I don't know if it was a weekend away. I don't know if it's the last week of the off season Has me hyped. Uh, but I, we have some really good questions that people sent in and some cool things that happened around the, around the NBA over the weekend that I'm excited. And to join me, we brought in the handsome one, Harrison Wind. The wind flowing through his hair.
2: I hope you're not betting on my Colorado Buffaloes. For the rest of the college football season, because I'm certainly not.
1: Would I even bet on them to score a single point? Like, just give me a field goal.
2: Yeah, it's it's not a lock that they will score a, a point the rest of the season. It's not a lock.
1: Dev, some CU slander to start the show. Do you approve of this?
0: Um, from the, the performance that we just seen from them uh, last week, very tough. What makes it hard, though, about betting against them is you just don't know which team you're going to get. You might get the really good team that played um, well um, against, you know, A&M, or you're going to get the team that just did not show mm-hmm. up at all. Regardless, the offense is broken. So team totals, you go under. <laughs> well, I know what team we have today
1: here at the DNVR Nuggets. We got the A team. This is the A squad. No, Eric, no, no. vote. To weigh us down. We're, we're running. Oh, vote's in the chat, man. Vote's in the chat. And he's dunking on our backgrounds already. Very shortly, I'll have a brand new one, though. It's going to be glorious.
2: <laughs> well, it can't get much worse than what you got right now. So.
1: He's talking about my bed. Just, just sitting on my bed is not – it can't get much worse than that. Um, so we're going to get to the mailbag in segments two and three. But to start things off, guys, we have to play a little thumbs up or thumbs down. And Super Producer Kale is taking an off day today. So we got super producer Yahir. Uh, actually, I should call him junior producer Yahir. He's still junior <laughs> producer uh, who's, who's on the ones and twos. Can we get a little thumbs up, thumbs down, Yahir, for the segment there? There it is. Look at this. Ooh, all right, Yahir. One for one. One for one. Um, this is a throwback graphic to like the first year of the DMBA show up at the old Lakewood office. This one's simple. Some things happened around the weekend um, that I'm very curious. The first thing we have on the docket. JaVale McGee, former Nugget. He had this to say about the Denver Nuggets playing on Christmas Day. Go ahead and play that clip, you hear? I just saw Austin Rivers the other day, and he's
0: with the Nuggets. The Nuggets were in the playoffs last year. Uh, they got the reigning MVP and they didn't get a Christmas Day game. Mm-hmm. And he's very upset with that. Do you believe the Nuggets should have got a Christmas Day game? Um, I don't I don't I don't fan wise, uh like just the 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 level of how much fans love a team, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Cause I think like every team that's playing in on the Christmas Day, people want to see those right. games. You get what I'm saying? No, even if that team didn't even make the right. playoffs, people, you, you who you gonna kick out? Right. You get what I'm saying? You gonna kick Steph and Clay and right. Draymond out? Or and you know they want to see the Lakers in the Nets. They want to see Lakers Nets. They want to <laughs> see that clash. Right. So it's about entertainment, and and, and, and everybody understands that. So I don't. Entertainment-wise, I don't think Denver should have been on the Christmas Christmas uh, game. So here's the first part of this. He, you can tell
1: what he's like a deer in the headlights at first. He's like, oh, web, uh, uh, well, well, uh, oh. like he, he definitely tries to avoid it. Um, but Dev, thumbs up or thumbs down to D- Javel, Does he is he, is this a fair comment?
0: He's I, up. <laughs> I think that it is fair. I mean, Javell is a player that's been in this league for a very long time, and he's also had two tenures with the Nuggets. So he does understand what fan bases look like and what they should look like. He's he's a vet that, you know, he's he's done his time. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I feel like he has to have an idea of what a good fan base or what a um, – a more bought in fan base looks like and i mean i think it even starts with being able to watch your team play i think that there's just this-
1: <laughs> harrison thumbs up or thumbs down is this fair or foul
2: this is foul man this is foul this is some shade that javel mcgee was on the nuggets like four months ago yeah. you know <laughs> he was just on the nuggets um Man, if he doesn't think like the Nuggets are entertaining to watch, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what team is. I'll tell you who's not entertaining. Who does anybody really want to watch the Knicks on Christmas Day? <laughs> Who wants to watch Julius Randle fork up threes on Christmas Day?
1: So that's where this one gets a thumbs down from me because this is actually originally this game was supposed to be called flagrant common foul or no foul. This would have been a common foul to me because. He's not wrong when he says that there are more fans of the Knicks than there are of the Nuggets. And therefore that's what that day's all about. Let's capture the widest audience. But then he goes on to say entertainment wise, and that's where I go, hold on, hold on. There's some teams that are not very entertaining that are not on there and the Nuggets are entertaining. And here's the problem. Again, I'm not, I don't care about this personally. I don't care. I, I told you, I was pumped that we don't have to work on Christmas. Very excited for that. But you know, when we talk about why the Nuggets don't have a bigger following, in large part, this is why, is because they don't get the, that attention. They don't get that platform. So then they don't capture it. Like to me, it's both fair and foul, thumbs up and thumbs down, because he is not necessarily insulting them, but he's also just part of the problem, saying, like, keep them away Bye. because nobody cares. They'll never be cared about.
2: You you can't say that, but the Nuggets have gotten back-to-back Christmas Day games in these last two years and have absolutely laid an egg in That's each so one of them. <laughs> if that they was got go killed by the, the Pelicans. Yeah. They got killed by the Clippers. So they have gotten a chance to, to capitalize on that. They haven't.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. All right, thumb sideways, thumb sideways. All right, next one I've got, Peter Cornelie. I can't believe this was the second topic. Peter Cornelie is back. Yeah, here, do we have this? Oh no! He's pulling, he's pulling a kale. He's pulling a kale over green here. Green. My goodness. Well, that's not all right. That's a photo. That's actually of him being drafted. <laughs> um, all right. We'll use this one. Peter Cornelius is back with Denver. He signed his two way By the way, he signed his two way deal. The, the Friday's uh, casual Friday ended at like one o'clock. He signed this at like one o three. It was almost immediately right that he they they announced this deal. If you watched the show religiously through the offseason, you saw this one coming. Um, but what do we make of this, Dev? What do you what do you think of uh, thumbs
0: up or thumbs down to this? It, Peter Cornalley getting a two way. Um, I'll give it a thumbs up. I'll give it a thumbs up. Um, it shows that they still believe in a, a draft pick that they that they once had. Um, at the time of this draft pick, he was never mentioned because look who else is next to him in the picture. Um, yeah. You know, so like for them to to still over – you don't see those type of things happen. Once they have it, they, those are drafting stashes that never make it on over. But the fact that he's making it over, um, there has to be some type of um, momentum going on his on his side and also just like him getting better. Also, the Nuggets do need a backup um, center or just somebody that they could count on. Um, and maybe that he's a person that can play his way into that, at least for just small minutes. Um, so I think it's a positive. Harrison?
2: I'm all for it. Uh, I just want the Nuggets to do everything that just keeps digging the narrative that Tim Conley crushes everybody in the draft and that he can just find another guy in the second round that's an NBA player. Um, So I want to see what Peter Cornelie can do. Now we'll see what he can do in the G League this coming season because there's no way he's playing real minutes for Denver. At least I don't think so. Um, But he's, he's a little interesting because he's a stretch five who can shoot it. Um, he's, he's never really done much internationally. His shots been there at times though. So you think that's going to translate. Um, so he can shoot it. He, he's big. He's six 11. Um, you know, he, the nuggets drafted him in 2016. Like you saw that picture. Right, right. That was a while ago, man. Really that like. was a while ago. And, um, he, it's funny. Cause he hadn't really done anything in France until this last season when he kind of got a little more opportunity and blew up. He averaged 14 and a half points uh, this last year in France. The year before, he averaged seven. Doubled his scoring average last year. So he kind of came out of nowhere to have this big season, made France's Olympic team. And um, yeah, I'm I'm for it. I see our guy Flo.
1: I believe Flo is, is French. I can't remember. I think he is. And, and so we see him very excited, very enthusiastic about this one. But so here's what I will say. I was sent, it might've been by Flo, one of our French viewers or readers sent me an article translated from French uh, with Peter Cornelie uh, over the summer. And it was fantastic because if you guys remember when he came over for summer league, especially that second year, he came over for two summer leagues. First one, Looked interesting, intriguing, very young, very raw. Second year, I thought he looked a little soft, a little disinterested. I remember making a note about him being on the bench and not even watching the game, just kind of like off in La La Land. And he talked about that's the difference between him back then and now, is that he's sort of grown a heavier appreciation for what the opportunity is in front of him. And he takes it more serious now. He's more competitive and and this or that. All of that is TBD. But it was my biggest concern, and to hear him talk about that unprovoked, about, like, I have a rejuvenated sense of drive to, to be great at it. It makes me excited. And as you mentioned, I mean, it's a two-way. Most two-ways don't work out. Might as well get a guy that, that you kind of believe in and scouted and have been part of the system and communicating with. So I'm intrigued to see what he does uh, at the G League level. Um, excited. Yeah,
2: French, pl- French players typically, you know, translate pretty well uh compared to other international guys too. So I'm I'm hopeful, man. Uh like I don't think he's gonna play much with the Nuggets unless things go really awry. Uh but <laughs> we'll see him in the G League a lot. I did I spoke to a very high level uh NBA scout over the summer and I was asking him about Peter Corneli because I had gotten the sense that like we talked about on the show he could be a guy for a two-way a scout told me he thinks he can be a specialist at the NBA level. So if he can be like a Channing Fry three point specialist, yeah, that'd be fun.
1: Well, he's easily my favorite French center in the NBA, like by by a mile. He's already there. Um, it, it will be interesting. So you're talking, you're referencing the whiteboard, by the way, Harrison, which is funny. We don't have that one to pull up, do we? The whiteboard picture because that one. Now that we have a fully official roster, literally every name that was on the whiteboard is now part of the Nuggets. So they went, they batted 100%. Uh, if you remember on draft night, there was a whiteboard that leaked with the Nuggets is, you know, a bunch of names are actually, it was just initials. How long ago, Deb, do you think they had the plan for this 17 man roster? When do you think that was like, Hey, this is what we're going to do.
0: At the, the last, the final buzzer of last season, like they already knew um, going into it, that this was going to be the team. They just seemed to have run everything back. They do. Um, it seemed like they had, had to already commit to um, Aaron Gordon very early, and they were like, "This is a team that, at their best, is going to um, be able to compete for a championship." Why, why not just keep the same um, core intact? Um, I mean, a lot of people were sad to see Paul Millsap go, but they—that was the only change from the right. team, and they just went younger. So you can't be against that. So I think that was a long time ago.
1: All right, our top story tonight. Okay, it's not really our top story. It came out today that Rich Paul has a new girlfriend, or at least a public girlfriend now. Adele. Can you pull this one up? This is news according to TMZ. Adele goes, I guess, Adele more famous than Rich Paul. So I I did this backwards. The headline is actually Adele has a new boyfriend, Rich Paul. Wow. A power couple for sure, but what a strange one. Harrison, I'll start with you this time. Thumbs up or thumbs down to this new power couple?
2: I'm going thumbs up. Uh, Apparently this... This isn't news. I asked uh, my fiance about this, and she's like, yeah, we've known about this for months. So (laughs) this isn't news uh, to the Adele world out there. It's news to the NBA world, apparently. But I'm giving it a thumbs up.
0: I absolutely did not know that. But the best part about, you know, uh, Rich Paul is, first off, you could just see this. They're probably standing up right next to each other. When you look Rich Paul up on Google, it says that he's 6'1. That I think that's more news than anything else. But anybody, yeah, anyone with Adele is for sure a power couple. Like Adele is she's big time. Him really, he's not big time. He's, he's not 6'1. This, like LeBron is going to own an NBA
1: team very soon. Like within the next seven years, he's gonna own one. And it's gonna be Rich Paul Adele, and LeBron as the ownership group. Um, you can already see it happening. This is it does feel like you know, medieval times, the power like France King is sending the English, his daughter to the English. They're marrying to create the power that they can rule the kingdom. This is there's so much money now between those two and LeBron. They're definitely gonna own they might own the whole NBA before we before we know it. Um I don't really have anything else. I do find it funny that your that uh your your fiance knew about this, Harrison. How could yeah, it go so
2: much? i don't know adele was courtside in phoenix during the finals yeah i missed that i, I gotta say i missed <laughs> that I'll, I'll admit it
1: <laughs> the clippers have a brand new stadium you guys or, or plans to build a brand new stadium this has been in the works for a long time it's nearly a two billion dollar building um it's pretty spectacular we all know steve Ballmer uh doesn't even look at his bank account he, he never gets nervous to see how much money is in there like oh, i don't want to check it till my check comes in or this or that he's doing fine <laughs> Two billion dollar arena and pull it up, you here. It looks, um, it looks very futuristic. This is the shot right here. This is the one that you're like, holy hell, this looks incredible. What it's do we?
2: Very think? vertical.
1: Dev, thumbs up
0: or thumbs down on this new arena? Thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to thumbs down. This looks like a gladiator or something like that. Like these, are, these are entertainers, but not in that like lens. So I don't understand how they're going to be able to have this vertical idea. Also. With all of the cameras that's like circling around it, or sorry, the the video, yeah, whatever it is. Um, what are they going to put on each one? You would have to entertain the crowd with something on each one. There's just a lot going on here. Um, the it's outside, just a,
2: a live stream of Steve Ballmer, just
0: yeah, for I, sure. One, no one a shot of Steve Ballmer the entire game. game. But the outside that looks that's wicked. Like the everything about that looks nice. The inside, I don't, I don't know how they're going to be able to do that. Harrison, by the way, it's $1.2 I said almost
1: $2 billion. I, I rounded up. I should not have.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm going thumbs down. I think there's disaster potential with this arena. Uh, I know Kawhi just signed that new contract that's supposedly going to keep him a Clipper for this arena to open. I mean, how confident are we Kawhi's is going to finish out that contract? How confident are we that the Clippers are still going to be good by the time this arena is built? I don't have a lot of confidence confidence in that. I feel like this could be a very uh, a bad investment for Steve Ballmer.
1: Except for it's going to be a great one because this is just like the Rams or the Chargers where who's going to be at this game? It's not going to be the little kid from down the street who's got his Clippers shirt and, you know, whatever. It's going to just be like corporate tickets. You could just tell already this is going to – Rival Oracle for people that are just there because their company bought these tickets for a massive amount. Right, of money.
2: but so. if the Clippers suck, nobody's going to be there. I don't care how <laughs> corporate it is. You know, <laughs> like if, they, if if the Warriors right. suck, would anybody go to Chase Center? I don't think so. I really don't.
1: I think you guys are both haters. I think this looks incredible. I like when state. I like stadiums. I'm a stadiums guy. Every time a new stadium comes out, I get excited to see what it looks like. I think this thing looks dope. Uh, I'm all in for it. What I'm not all in for. Play the video now. We have Kawhi Leonard who is at the unveiling of this, and his enthusiasm is exactly what you would expect. We have it. You here? You guys seen this video? This is incredible. Oh, of course. Who is, who is this that's performing? By the way, should I know? It's
2: not. It's not Pitbull. I'll yeah, tell you. It's that. not Pitbull.
1: And here's Kawhi, courtside. Oh my god, he hates life. Paul well, George, too. You can tell Paul George is like... Nobody's into it.
2: <laughs> Kawhi's getting a bad rap here, but nobody's into
1: this. The thing that's so funny about this is, I feel like Paul George, it, it, Kawhi Leonard really is your culture center for the Clippers, and his culture is like, never smile or be happy. And so, you've got all these guys, you've got Paul George sitting there, and he's kind of look. Like, it just seems like he's with Kawhi, like, am I supposed to be angry right now?
2: I'm, I'm just going to be angry. I'm shocked they got Kawhi to show up with this thing. Like how <laughs> Look at look at Jason Preston. He's not even happy about being there. Um, Jason Preston had to be there as well. <laughs> he's like, this is what it's like to be in the league?
0: Geez. Um, the thing is, I but, don't know what Kawhi looks like when he's happy. So I don't know if he is happy. This could be him smiling. We just don't know. There's no chance.
1: There's no chance he's happy right
2: now. <laughs> this is this is the type of event that you invite Kawhi to when you're the team PR guy, and you're like, "Please show up, please show up." And you don't know until the last second if he's going to show up. And once he yeah. does, you're like, "Thank the Lord." I don't get. But the then sense. he just
1: does this. <laughs> Kawhi enjoys hanging out with Steve Ballmer. I imagine those two are not fast friends uh, in any way.
2: Well, do you remember the the first? press conference the opening press conference that they had when Kawhi and paul george got there and steve Ballmer did his whole thing and it was like the first time that those two had seen it up close and they were like kind of into it but now this is year four and they're yeah. definitely over it by now like you get over that quick
1: i think it would suck to root for Kawhi, man. he's such a drag yeah he's such a buzzkill <laughs> somebody in here says this footage is bumming me out it is man it's hard to watch this hype video and not be bummed it's pretty terrible. Uh, last night of the news today, Malika Andrews, uh, former friend of – I guess she wasn't a friend of this show, but she was on Lockdown on Nuggets one time. I'm going to flex on that. She is now replacing Rachel Nichols in the new – it's not the jump, you guys. It's not the jump. It is the NBA – what's it called, the NBA show?
2: Uh, it's called the NBA today. This is clearly the result of just uh, what a 100-person focus group of 50-year-old dudes who have cable – like the most they they chose nba today or it came out of the espn show name generator you know like (laughs) nfl today nba today just the sport and then you know just a, a word
1: thumbs up or thumbs down on
0: this new show uh with malika andrews dev double thumbs up i mean malika andrews is uh beautiful and talented and um she's continues to get better um throughout the years um And just to see her have some type of, you know, the type of success that she's having. And on top of that, be very good at her job. I think it makes it easier for everyone watching. Um, So I am I think that they could have tried a little bit harder if they were going to get, you know, this all-star lineup or whatever the case may be. But <laughs> I, you got to root for everything that she does. Harrison?
2: Yeah, I like Malika, but is this not just the jump? It's the jump. 2.0?
0: Yeah. They must the not same have had naming people rights. who
2: were on the jump. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. you also who are on have to jump? change
0: you have to change everything if you're gonna be out with the old. You can't have the same idea because there's you know, there's those older people that are like, No way, no way that we're gonna support this. So if you just change it completely, you have the idea that it's new, it's a new thing. I'm double thumbs up with Dev. Malika's the, the best,
1: she's fantastic, and she's like uh Jamal Murray's age. She's like she's still uh, on a rookie scale contract relatively speaking uh, for her career so she's only going to be fantastic. I will say, you know, Kendrick Perkins and Carter like all right, whatever. It's probably going to end up being just like The Jump. But I've always said and I'm a little bit of a hater, I did not like how much The Jump focused on the dumbest aspects of the NBA. And I'm well, hopeful. That's not changing. Well, I'm hope I'm just going to say I'm hopeful that Malika doesn't steer us all into that same five talking points we got to hit lebron corner we got to hit warriors corner we got to hit the same little thing i hope we don't do that and i hope we don't turn it into like a soft version of tmz because that's what i thought the jump was and that's why i hated it so i'm excited i'm cautiously optimistic for it let's hit a break though because we have so many different um mailbag questions uh to get to and i'm really excited to get to those in segment two
2: yeah first off guys make sure to pick up some mile high city copper lager from breck brew this week You know the Mile High City Copper Lager by now. It's got that Nuggets blue can with the Nuggets logo on it. A perfect beer for any occasion. Look, it's summer right now. Still, I'm still considering this summer. Uh, We're shifting into fall. Don't worry. Mile High City Copper Lager, great for any season, great for any occasion. If you're at the park, if you're at the bar, if you're at a a buddy's house, a great beer. So pick one up from the Breckford Farmhouse. Pick pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from uh, your local liquor store, supermarket. They've got it everywhere. Uh, also, at Solace Meds, they got some awesome deals going on throughout the entire month of September. You can get Can America gummies for 25% off. You can get Strange Tinctures for 20% off. You can get Rockin' Cartridges for 25% off. Glacier Concentrates are 20% off as well. You can get those deals at any of the four Colorado locations for Solace Meds Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, Broadway, and on East Colfax this box away from the dnvr bar also if you drop the code dnvr20 at checkout you're going to get 20 percent off your entire order you're also going to get a free solace bar or kink conso walk into solace meds you won't spend a lot of money and you'll walk out with just a bunch of stuff uh, they got all those deals going on throughout the month of september and then drop the code dnvr20 to save 20 percent on your entire purchase
1: you guys know what time it is mailbag time i didn't prep you for this one you hear so i just did it for you mailbag time monday mailbag let's go. you guys know we send out the tweet every monday morning and we get all kinds of great responses let's get to the first one you hear what do we got this one comes from from him or her mpj on the jj pod said he told tim conley that he wanted to be the greatest denver draft pick ever what does a hypothetical mpj MVP season look like with Jokic still on the roster so rather than answer the MVP part because let's just assume to answer the first part means you have to answer the second I'll rather I'll amend the question to say what would MPJ have to do in his career with the Nuggets to be the best draft pick they've ever made given that the MVP was the 41st pick Dev what would what would he have to do to be the greatest draft pick the Nuggets have ever made
0: he'd have to lead the like league in scoring um something like that's super, like super high, just because there's still Jokic, there's still Carmelo Anthony. I don't know how you're going to pass those guys um, right now. Um, So I think that first off, I think it's really far-fetched, but the idea that he's really chasing that, and it's something that he has said more than five times. Um, I feel like every time he's interviewed, he says the exact same um, sentence, which means he truly does uh, believe that, um, and and he's doing everything he can to um, try to make that happen, as far-fetched as it is, if you have that belief in a guy um, that continues to play the right way and um, is getting better every single year, then I think that that's how, how you have to do it. But like you said, you would have to lead them to a championship. You lead the team in scoring, or sorry, you lead the league in scoring, you lead them to a championship, now you're starting to get closer and get into that consideration, um, and then comes the consistency. Um, so just keep believing, keep believing. There you go. Harrison?
2: If we're talking about best draft pick ever, I don't think he's ever going to be able to surpass Nikola Jokic. Ever, regardless of what he does. Even if he leads Nuggets to a championship, because Nikola Jokic was taken in the 40s, man. An MVP from pick 41, that's unheard of. I doubt that ever happens again. So I don't think he could ever be the best draft pick in Nuggets history. But if he led them to a championship, he'd be number two for me.
1: I think you're both wrong. This is on the table. It's on the table for Michael Porter. Am I predicting it? Of course not. You're right. Jokic is the 41st pick, already an MVP. And in my opinion, all re- actually, I don't even think this is an opinion anymore. It's a fact. Just not everybody agrees with it. Jokic's the best nugget to ever play. So what would yeah. Michael Porter have to do? Well, of course, he would have to surpass Jokic as the greatest nugget to ever play. But then it's a matter of degree by how much. And I think you're right. He would himself have to be an MVP. He himself would have to lead the Nuggets to a title and probably be the best, not just the finals MVP, like Andre Iguodala was the finals MVP, but he wasn't the Warriors' best player. He would have to be the best player, lead him to a championship, and be an MVP caliber talent. And to do those things with Jokic still on the roster, that means you have like two of the five best players in the NBA on your team. That would be incredible. To get to that height, you're talking 30 points per game. You're talking incredible, like Kevin Durant-like efficiency or maintaining the efficiency he has, but going up that level. And then you're probably talking about carrying the team when Jokic is out for some length of time, whether that is, you know, 5, 10, 15 games or whether that's just like Jokic's on-off splits are actually a negative because they're better. They're so good when he's not on the court because Michael Porter carries them. It'd have to be some absurd like that. So that would be it. He would have to surpass Jokic as a player and win a championship and it'd have to be by a comfortable enough margin that you could make up the gap. I think it's possible. I'm not predicting it, but it's of the million outcomes for Michael Porter in his career, 1% of them still have that, in my opinion, still have that. He has to grow really fast, and that window's closing, but he's just such a talented scorer that I'm not putting it, I'm not taking it off the table yet. Am I crazy?
2: Yeah. No, you're not. I think we're talking about two different things. Like, can he become the best nugget you know, can he surpass Jokic in that way? Yeah, by doing all those things, he can. The best draft pick, though, I think, is a different conversation.
1: I mean, it's one of those questions where it's like, is it if you have Michael Jordan with the third pick, or you have, you know, Giannis with the thirteenth pick? What's the better draft pick? I mean, that's it's tough, to, I guess, to say at that point. But probably Giannis. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, then, then maybe <laughs> yeah, it isn't possible. I mean, that's too. me. That's me. All right. Let's go to the next one. What do, what do we got for the next one? What's the most fun – So I love this question. Uh, Gregor Peterson here. What's the most fun, semi-realistic play of the year that could come from the Nuggets this season? So this is asking, what's the like greatest highlight you could theorize from the Nuggets this year?
2: Hmm. I think I answered a question of, like this on a show uh, a month or so ago, but I want Michael Porter Jr. to have a Gary Harris-esque game winner. Like Gary Harry, Gary had against Oklahoma City a few years back, just like because, because that shot, man, that that shot was in you know it was a regular season game. Yeah, it was national TV, but there wasn't you know it wasn't in the playoffs. The, the stakes weren't right. anything crazy, but that shot is very iconic. Still, yep. years later, yep. if Michael Porter had one of those this season, that would be pretty cool.
0: Dev. For me, I would say um, – I mean, that like, the obvious answer, I think, would be something that has to do with Bones um, just because it's a new player that they brought in um, <laughs> that you don't have a lot of expectations like for. So maybe like a 30-point or 40-point, um, the blow-up spot that, that puts a lot of pressure on the other guards and also Coach Malone to, like, we see what's happening. And, and if if he gets a chance and he actually, like – does well in it like going forward with it but my answer is going to be <laughs> i would like Jokic to dunk on a star like that yes that's I let's go I Jokic to dunk on a star catching like trash talking everything i'm into trash <laughs> talk, but i think that that would be the best that would be the best thing like of all time Jokic catching a body like that like
1: paul george and one two-handed slam on him, and then talking shit would be that you're right. That would be that would I think surpass a lot. You know, what's funny when we think about this. We almost always go, you went to Bones, which is interesting, but we almost always go to Murray Jokic or MPJ. And I think that's probably right. A game winner, or, you know, something crazy. You think Aaron Gordon's capable of having, I mean, he's the best dunker on the team, he's the one most likely to do something in a game that's like ridiculous. And I wonder if him catching a body is. Might be our best highlight of this season.
2: Yeah, that's that's a contender for sure. I mean, he's the best dunker on the team, right?
1: Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's over. Somebody in Phoenix would be like the best. Is that is that like cathartic enough? If there's a nice, just Jokic dunks on Aiton or something.
2: What about just like on Jonathan Isaac or on Mobamba?
1: No, on his old former teammates.
2: Uh, I think the other one, this is me, this would not be the one that goes the most
1: viral, but I would love, because I love Denver starting five, I'd love to see a ball is pop in possession, a Spurs-esque ball is popping, where all mm. five guys touch it and it winds up in like either a wide open three or even better, just a wide open dunk down the middle or something where it's like they yeah. eight passes, they so thoroughly dismantle the defense that they get the easiest thing, and you're just like, yeah, this this group is incredible.
2: A, um, a beautiful, a beautiful bones highland to Peter Cornerly pick and pop would be, you know, would be up there too.
1: <laughs> Peter Cordellee <Quarterly. laughs> made a surprise appearance in this question.
2: That'd be uh, a contender.
1: Let's go. What's the next one? Oh, that was a great question, by the way. I love that one. Uh, Heart Monster 3 says, what does a Nuggets death lineup look like pre and post Jamal's return? Um, Harrison, take this one.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, so... I mean, we know four of the people that would be in the death lineup, right? Yeah. Jokic, sure. well, Gordon, Porter, Barton. I mean, okay. I feel like those four would definitely be in there. And then the fifth one's tough because, yeah, Monte's the starter. You know, if P.J. ascends like we think he could, I think that could be P.J. Dozier in the fifth spot you know, in like a closing lineup potentially. Um, So that's probably it pre-Jamal return. Post-Jamal return, I mean, it's the starters, man. Clearly. I don't even think there's another answer.
0: Yeah, uh, Dev? Yeah, I was going to say it would have to be the same thing with um, with PJ Dozier just because of the type of defender that he is. Um, the other starters just all make um, like complete sense. You have to go with them every single time. But you would have to go with whoever your best point guard defender is or the one that causes the most issues. And – um, with PJ's size, it just makes it um, a little bit easier for them.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm all in on PJ being the the death like being in there for Monte for the best lineup pre injury. When you do get Murray back, I'm with you. The starters are probably the like best net rating, best whatever. But the thing about the death lineup was they only went to it to close the door. And I think Denver's close the door lineup will be their starters again. I think it's just gonna be like that. But I do wonder if there is a more fun lineup that if you take Aaron Gordon out, you move uh, MPJ to the four, and you run with Barton at the three and maybe a Bones. I, I don't. Again, it's not going to happen this year, but let's just dream. This is a hypothetical. If you got Murray, Bones, Barton, MPJ, they're not going to guard anyone, but that might be one of those lineups that just offensive rating 170, and it's just consistent. Every single time they're on the court, you can't guard it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for yeah.
1: sure. I, I just want
2: to throw back to this question really quick if Malone went full Bobby Knight and tossed a chair across the floor,
1: <laughs> that might be the play of the year. That would definitely be the play of the year. I don't see him doing it. Maybe Tim Hardaway grabbed the monitor and throw it out on the screen or out on the court. Do you yeah. guys remember that? Is that too old of a yeah. reference? I yeah, know. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. I've seen
2: it. I've seen That's it. That's
1: back when the TVs were like 300 pounds. Remember the little square thing? That yeah. thing like, like a sack of potatoes. Um, All right, let's get one more in before we go to another break. What do we got you here? Jokic won MVP 21. That's a fact. Uh, If you could have any player in the league for similar money to put next to the core fork besides Barton. Oh, remember Harrison? certain questions we get every week this is this is another one of those
2: i am actually going to refuse to answer this question (laughs) not not going to tolerate this
1: this is it's always the like hey other than Bart, if we got rid of barton who could we get rid of him for there's like this question gets asked in a different form every time but you know what they asked it i'm going to entertain it dev harrison recuses himself what do you say dev
0: kevin durant (laughs) (laughs) that's not equal money Michael Jordan no. yeah I mean yeah it, it's it's one of those questions that just makes it so hard. I, I mean, I guess you could go with like OG um, but he's not a, he's not a two though he's too big. Yeah I think that the, the question's hard thing. you're gonna just want to get like the top guy or there's not many guys you could get right I Lonzo Ball is the easy answer for me. Yep. like and I
1: feel like you lose some things swapping those two, but you probably gain a little bit more. Length, defense, playmaking, unselfishness, all that stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> voted here, trolling. But it, the thing I'm telling you, and this is I, – I just – we're never going to get to this point. I really do think Barton, for the money, is probably like a top five fit just in terms of everything he does for the Nuggets and when they have everybody healthy what they need. So – uh, Joe Harris, that's a fun one. I mean, Joe Harris. The, thing,
2: the thing about Joe Harris and Barton is the, the thing people sleep on about why Barton's also such a great fit next to Jamal is because he's a great ball handler. And right. that's something you would lose with Joe Harris. Like, Jamal Murray is a good point guard for, you know, the Nugget system. He's great in the two-man game with Jokic. But he really benefits from having somebody else who can handle the ball next to him. And right. that's something a lot of people miss on Barton. And so the, I, I feel like that would almost be – a requirement of if you were putting somebody else next to him. You know, that's why Lonzo I think would work because he can't handle the ball like that. Yes.
1: Defense. I don't, people think Barton's a bad defender. He's a good defender. He's also six, seven. That matters. Um, I, I, another one in here, got to just give shouts to our Serbians Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's another guy that's in that price range more or less that I think would be good. I do think you lose a little bit though, um, with him, but you, you gained probably some more shooting and, yeah. um serbian chemistry i guess joe ingles is another one that i've always liked that's sort of there's, in that
2: price range there's this guy in orlando he plays a rookie last season uh he wore number 14 he would be a pretty good fit
1: <laughs> gary harris <laughs> no
2: rj hampton
1: oh rj hampton he doesn't wear 14 does he
2: uh oh no 13 sorry 13, 13 yeah i was like 14 that's our guy gary harris i think i uh, think yeah I, th- I think you wore 14 in uh in australia I think Gary Harris, I honestly,
1: other than those guys I mentioned, and even those guys are like 50, 50, you know, he, to me, he's right there. Gary Trent jr. He just signed a bigger deal. So maybe he's out, but he's another one that brings some shooting, some defense, some intensity. He might be good as well. Um, all right, let's take another break on the other side. We still have a bunch more. I think we got four more questions on the other side. So we still have a lot.
2: Uh, yeah, guys, uh, we are now sponsored by ball across the entire DMVR network as in, arena where the nuggets play as in the aerospace technology company also is in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer ball has been leading global sustainability efforts for decades and they're adding line capacity to their 400 person plant right here in golden colorado the demand for sustainable aluminum beverage cans is greater than ever and chances are if you've consumed a beverage in a can it's been from a ball aluminum can uh, so right here in golden you can check out their job openings at jobsupall.com search for golden or you can text golden to 77222 ball of course makes the 8 12 and 16 ounce can sizes for all kinds of liquids they make cans in over 30 different sizes at facilities across the world the golden plant makes regular 8 ounce 12 ounce sleek cans 24 ounce growler size 12 and 24 ounce cans alumatec bottles and several different can lid sizes as well, like I said, uh, they're hiring, they're adding line capacity to their 400 person plant here in town. Go to jobsupall.com and search for golden for more info on that. Vortex Golden to 77222. Uh, also, at Manscaped, if you're a DNVR listener, you guys can get um, 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. If you're browsing manscaped.com, I'd recommend the Performance Package 4.0. With that, you get the Lawn 4.0 uh, with the 4000K LED spotlight. Um, it's also got the wireless charging. That Performance Package 4.0 also comes with the Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value. Great value there with that Performance Package 4.0. Uh, it also includes the Weed Whacker and a which is a nose and ear hair trimmer that uses a 9,000 RPM motor. So great stuff with the performance package 4.0. Get it for 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Finally, if you're looking for a dentist in the metro area, in the Denver area, maybe you're new to town, maybe you're looking to switch up dentists, check out Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, They're great at what they do. A lot of us here at DNVR, we go there to get our wisdom teeth pulled, Get cavities filled, get our teeth cleaned, schedule a cleaning x ray and exam with them. Get a free Sonic Air toothbrush today. Uh, that, that's all you got to do. Schedule a cleaning x ray and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group, located 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Uh, get a free Sonic Air toothbrush from them today.
1: All right, final segment back here. I want to remind everybody so. Everybody here following us for our Nuggets coverage. We hope you guys also know we have great coverage across all Denver sports. The Broncos 2-0 undefeated, the top of the standings, the number one team in the NFL, many people are saying. We have a Broncos postgame show that's always fantastic, guys. The number's have been blowing up. We've also got Rams and Buffs postgame show. If you tune into the Buffs postgame show, somebody on this panel is a very frequent analyst. I'm not going to say who. It's Dev. It's actually Dev. <laughs> um, so if you want to hear Dev uh, lament the Buffs being – uh, absolutely terrible at football. You should tune in. I'm glad oh, like, I wasn't
2: on that post game show last week, man. Or oh, like, Dev,
1: come on. three days ago. Are you wearing lightning on your shirt? Is
0: that lightning? Does that yeah, say NASCAR? <laughs> Thunder and lightning. Thunder. Well, I don't so, know look, what happened today. Is it's pajama day at work, so I just threw on anything that I could possibly throw on um, with pajamas. Pajamas all over. It's, it's crazy. How, who's your favorite driver?
1: driver um, nascar oh, just like yeah you know is it the old intimidator
0: Dale, Dale Earnhardt.
1: yeah the, yeah the intimidator the old one all right there we go nascar baby um yeah here let's bring another question up i'm big jeff gordon guy oh yeah big <laughs> ricky bobby big honey <laughs> one two three asks if you could see Jokic interviewed by any nba player past or present who would you want to have interview him Big honey, what a great question, man. I love when you get creative like this. This is an A plus question. Okay. Uh Dev, what do you think?
0: Um, this is a good question. I would say Sabonis. Ooh, that's that's nice, a great bonus because I think that they would uh, I mean, there's a lot of comparisons. And also I think that he would be able to just
1: Say. That's <laughs> a comment. We yeah. have to address it. I think it's you so would not- be able to
0: just uh, <laughs> answer questions that uh, have already been there. And um, maybe he even passes the torch and just lets other people know, like, yeah, you're a way better passer um, than I was. And <laughs> coming from him, then everyone else can say, you know what? This guy has a point. I, I,
1: you're, that's a great answer. It's a great answer.
0: Harrison?
2: Past, I would say Larry Bird. Uh, present... I would say Giannis because we got to keep oh. the uh, Giannis – Nick and Giannis, what was it? Giannis and Nick?
1: Nico Nico, and Giannis.
2: Nico and Giannis, yeah. 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 We, we got to keep that train going.
1: That's a great one. The answer is Larry Bird. I thought I was going to surprise everybody, but to me, by far and away, I would love to see Larry Bird talk to him. I've always wondered what Larry Bird thinks of Jokic. He's had a me few – I mean, we know he likes him because he's had a few comments about it, but nothing like crazy. You know, it's like a one liner. I would love to get somebody to get Larry Bird to just go on record for 10 minutes about Jokic's game. And if he sees similarities and what he likes and dislikes, I mean, I just to me, there would be no better content. And if those two interviewed each other. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Guys, we
2: got Richard Jefferson watching the show. What's up, Richard?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for real. There's no way anybody actually would answer that, Richard Jefferson. Uh, I saw
2: somebody say uh, Tim Duncan. I was thinking about Tim Duncan. He would just be a terrible interviewer, though. You know?
0: (laughs) But maybe he opens up, like, something different with with Jokic, just because it's so much, like, so similar to himself that it would just, like, pop off things. I think that that would be a good answer.
1: It could be. I'm I'm with Tim Duncan as well. Uh, I saw somebody say Hakeem. I think that would be another fantastic one. He he would be really interesting. A Personal fave for mine, Boris Dia. I would love to see Diaw and Jokic also comps. So I just want guys that are that are similarly interesting. Um, there's a lot of the old timers, man. I, I feel like there's a lot of the old timers that would be that would be really fun. Not so many present his, ones.
2: His, his present teammates would be good, too, because you know there's a lot of like inside jokes that, that happen behind closed doors that they would just kill him on. You know that.
1: Vlatko, Wancho. <laughs> Wancho interviews Jokic. That'd be a great podcast. <laughs> I would listen. I would listen to that one.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, that's a great question. I'm sure we're forgetting some great ones. Um. All right, let's go to the next one. Oh, man. Uh, the the Ralph the Ralph says, "Do you think we've already seen Jokic's ceiling last season? What else does he need to add to his game to be a two-time MVP?" More power to the pod guy. Shouts from the flag of Philippines. Oh, that's because I copied and pasted and it didn't copy the emoji. Um, this is another one we get uh, pretty regularly, Harrison. This is
2: another yeah, another. This OG is another copy. one of the hits. This is one of the hits. What do you think? Um, Have we seen his ceiling. No. We haven't. Uh, I will. I will refuse to say that we have. And look, man, I actually think there's definitely things he can still improve about his game. Um, you know, one of the big ones is his composure. To be quite honest, I mean, that's how his season ended last year. He right. lost his composure, uh, yeah. and so if if he can continue to get better at that. I mean, that's been a running storyline with him. I feel like for the last several years, just him and the officials, Um, that's something I think he can improve. Honestly, like I feel like his three point shot could be better, could be more consistent. Yeah. Um, So there are things that, that he can definitely improve Uh, his his defense, I think can still get better. So there is still room to grow, which which is wild, but I I definitely am not going to sit here and say he's reached his peak.
0: I think that he's not even close to, uh, like, his ceiling. I really don't. And and the, the reason for it is I think that with him, first off, he's getting in shape. So he's starting to take the game more serious um, as far as how he could uh, take advantage. I think that he was just beating people off of just being better than people. But now, like, you're starting to see the work ethic and everything else add to the game. Two, we're starting to see different parts of his game. At first, it was, just, like, the passing and the vision, and then, came like the shooting, um, he's getting better as a defender. We're starting to see him um, start to score more. Um, there were, you know, We didn't have as many nights last year where he just didn't shoot at all for the whole game, um, it, like we've seen in the past. And now that he is the MVP, I think that there's an expectation, like now I need to just keep it up. So I think we just keep adding more and more to Jokic's game, um, where he's now caring. So I don't think he's biased. He's at his ceiling, which means that it's scary for the league. And it would be interesting to look at last year. The one difference
1: between last year and every other year of Jokic's career was there's just no zero emotional funk games. He had a couple games that were not up to his standards, but most games were great. And largely because he was engaged in every single game, all 72. And I expect that to be a thing that stays. I just don't think we're going to have like 10 games a year where Jokic seems like he's whiny or pouty. So I I think that part, I wonder how much that alone raises up his per-game averages. Like you just take away the 10 games where he scores six points. Um, So I wonder if there's that. But here's the interesting part about this question. Michael Jordan, his best box plus minus season of his career came 1987-88. LeBron's uh, best career statistically, again, box plus minus, was 2008-9. Nobody thinks that was their best season, right? That was just the production for 82 games was high, but both of those guys got better and better as their careers went on, even if their numbers took a dip. Last year may or may not have been Jokic's best box plus minus season, but I don't think it's by any means going to be his best season. And one of the differences you're going to see, yes, Denver was outgunned against Phoenix. They were shorthanded. I think Jokic was was exhausted, I do think that in future years, we're going to see a Jokic that is more unassailable, even when the chips are against you, where it's like, it doesn't matter that you are outnumbering him, you know, that, that his team is way less than the other one. He can still grab a win or two or this or that. Um, so I do think his best days are ahead of him, but I wouldn't be surprised if this was his only MVP or statistically, this right. was his highest box minus year.
2: There's also something to be said about, and this is probably the case with Jordan, why he had that best season of his career at that point. The way Jokic just takes in the game and understands it, he's like a computer that's just gathering more and more data every single season. If you think about all the data he's going to have and how easy everything's going to be for him, just in terms of, oh, this team's playing this defensive coverage. Okay, like I know exactly what to do here. Like He already does that but imagine what it's going to be like when he has three or four more years of data. So I think in that respect, it's going to get easier for him or or a lot of aspects are going to get easier for him. And also I wonder kind of like you were saying, Adam, if him being in this kind of shape, if that just like opens up a whole new dimension for him and the shape he's in right now, it's clearly the best shape of his career. As far as, as what I can tell, right. Most, shape he's ever come into a season and even though you know coming into last year he was really chiseled he's in another stratosphere right now i think so i wonder if that really just opens up an entire new door
1: and his box plus minus by the way was 11.7 this year michael jordan had a better box plus minus three times so think about it like jordan played all those years statistically by box plus minus MJ was better than all but three Michael Jordan seasons. So to say that he won't surpass this one, I think LeBron also has three seasons, one at 11.7, one at 11.8, and then one at 13. So Jokic, to, if he never goes higher than that from a box plus minus standpoint, still will go down as one of the greatest single seasons statistically that, that we've ever seen. All right, we got a rapid fire. We got four more left. Let's go to the next one uh miroslav friend of the show and also a uh, contributor uh one-time contributor here with uh he just wrote a great uh piece about how many minutes and points guys will score this season if, you, if you're if you a member check it out nuggets will have only four guys that played in the 2018-19 season aka the last normal season Jokic, jamal murray will barton monte morris how do we call this upcoming season considering this amount of turnover so I'm going to go first on this one and say that I think it's a little bit unfair to to say that there's only four that played in the last regular full season. Because I think from a chemistry standpoint, the guys that played on the team last year, that's what matters. I don't feel like there's an adjustment period from a chemistry standpoint now that this is a normal season. I do feel like there is. I'm curious how Michael Porter handles crowds and things like that. But I don't think that I, I don't worry about his chemistry with the team.
0: I also yeah I agree. uh, Sorry, I was gonna say I don't I don't see it as well. Also, I think that with the team being um, more focused on who they're going through and like they're running the offense through Jokic, they're gonna need MPJ to step up and and also go through it. I think that that makes it a little bit easier for them because everyone else can fit in um, where they're supposed to be. I think it's more focused where guys know what to expect of themselves and what teammates should expect of them. So I do think that it makes it a little bit easier.
2: Yeah, yeah it's almost as if in terms of a pecking order, there's almost never been more of a defined pecking order, I feel like, going into a season. Obviously, Jamal being out is a big part of that. But um, even in the past, you've had Gary, you've had Will. You, like Now it, it's very clear in my mind who the top three options are. And I feel like that's very clear to everyone.
1: Yeah. I see this comment here. Jokic. Oops, I'm pulling it up here. Jokic's career PR is currently sixth or seventh and his best years are ahead. Yes, but again, I want to go back and just point out that Michael Jordan's best PR seasons in order, 88, 91, 90, 89, 87. So again, by the time he was Jokic's age, all of his best PR seasons had already happened. And then his PR, career PR went down marginally from there. And I expect... Similar things for Jokic. We might have one or two more years of the climb, but again, like I said, he'll be a better player, but with less outcome, pr- most likely. All right, what's the next one? Uh, Map Time asks, who is the most overrated superstar in the league? Put in the, trying <laughs> to put us in a tight spot here. The most overrated superstar. I like this. This is like just begging for controversy. Dev, <laughs> give, us, give us some spice here. Hold on, you want to go to me
0: first? I want <laughs> you to go first, man. Put your neck on the line here.
2: It's actually in the contract. Whenever we have to say who's most overrated, Dev has to go first.
0: Um, The most overrated – first, I, I think that players are really, really good. Like, I really do. Um, <laughs> so this is just he's a so very, nervous. very difficult question. I would say – I don't know if he's uh, considered a superstar, I would say Bradley Bill if I had to go. Oh, with you
2: stole mine,
0: Dev. You stole wow. Mine. Okay. I would go with Bradley Bill if I had to steal one. Um, just because I think that everybody can score, he's in a position that he's forced to score a lot of points a night. But if you were to put other players on that team and they're able to do the same type of production, I think that they could.
2: Okay. So I was also going to go with Bradley Bill. Um, my number two would be Devin Booker. What? Wow.
1: Yeah. I like Book, man. He's won me over.
2: I like him too. I mean, he's definitely overrated right now. Yeah. What do you think Devin Booker shot from 3 last year?
1: 38%.
2: 34%.
1: Wow. Wow. That is a little surprising. Um all right. I like I have a handful here, so I'm just going to get spicy. Uh Jason Tatum, he's up on the I like this one. I think Jason Tatum's really good, but he definitely gets the Half of the NBA media comes from Boston somehow. I don't know how that worked out, but everybody from Boston became NBA media, <laughs> and they just pump up Jason Tatum nonstop. So he's very good, but like he's not that good. He, to me, he's, he's just a regular good. Brandon Ingram, no longer a star, so this doesn't really count. He, when he was in L.A., he was a superstar, but now he's just like a regular star. Nope. Yeah, Kyle, oh,
2: nope. Kyle Kuzma, a little overrated, I'd
1: say. <laughs> also not a star, so he probably doesn't count. Um, I had a couple more in here. Rudy Gobert, one for sure for me. Donovan Mitchell, even maybe a little bit. Here's the spiciest one. I'll say this one for vote since he's not here. Damian Lillard, really freaking good. Really has some, like, he has a best game. Like, if you want him for one one night, that he might be, he's he's in that conversation. But he's a horrible defender. And it's not talked about enough that he is always on teams that are horrible defensively, and I think he has a lot yeah. to do with it. And as good as he is, I think he might be just a, a smidge, a smidge overrated.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Just throw in
0: John Moret then. Uh, just throw him yeah. in there. <laughs> if he's there, then I'm happy. <laughs> what a hater. Uh, all right, we got a couple more here. Let's what's what's our
1: next one? Who's oh that's the one we just hit. Damn it, yeah. Here, you're fired. Bronco Squatch asks, Nugget starters took about 67 field goal attempts per game last season. How do you hope to see those 67 shots distributed amongst the starters this year? This is a tough one that requires some like actual math and digging, but we can pull up the numbers from last season here as, as sort of a reference point. I'm pulling those up right now. You know, last year, Jokic took 18 a game. Murray took 16 and a half. So that's where you really have a lot of like 16 and a half field goals to distribute. MPJ right. at 13 and a quarter. In fact, why don't I share this for easier so you guys have it in front of you? Um, I'll let you go first on this one, though, Dev.
0: What is the question?
1: Field <laughs> goal attempts per game. How do you see this breaking down? This is last year. So, how many field goal attempts? If this is
0: last year, how do you see it breaking down this pretty year? Pretty
2: much, how are they going to make up for those 16 yeah. and a I half? Think, shots I think Jokic
0: will uh, we'll stay around the same. Maybe, you know, I'll say at maybe um, one or two more shots a game. Michael Porter Jr. is going to go up um, and they expect him to go up. Will How Barton is also? How high does it go up though? I think he'll be at about 16 a game. Um, That's a little bump. That's a little bump. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, Will Barton, I think that now he comes in with the idea that he has to score. I think a lot of times he was calm and, and letting um, others score and he was like the facilitator role, but now, with him getting the green light there are gonna be some very very angry fans <laughs> I, I expect um, I say that he will go up to about 13 14 so I, I, I pretty much have everybody just going up to whatever is next um, in line just because they're getting rid of that and then off the bench you're just gonna need more people scoring you're gonna have to need you're gonna need Aaron Gordon to actually try to score a little bit more so the expectations of scoring will be higher um, but yeah Michael Porter jr and and, and Will Barton, I think, make the biggest jump. So for reference,
1: last year in April, this is mostly without Jamal Murray, Michael Porter took 16 and a half shots. So that's that kind of gives you an idea of of, uh, of what he did last year. Do you have something, Harrison? Yeah.
2: So I would say Porter around 17 shots per game at, at the fewest. I mean, I, I feel like he should probably be taking even more. Yeah, If the Nuggets know what's good for them. Will Barton's going to see a jump, I think, too. I mean, he averaged, like you see there, 10.9 shots per game. You know, he averaged 12.7 two years ago. So I think he gets back closer to that level. Yeah. Um, And then Aaron Gordon, too, man, I could see him taking, you know, closer to 10, 11 shots per game, definitely getting in the double digits for sure.
1: I'm with you. I don't think Jokic moves. I think he's right around 18 again. I think Michael Porter's all the way up to 17, 17 and a half. I think he takes an even bigger usage jump uh will barton to your point adds another two shots i think aaron gordon adds a few and then jamal murray you replace monte morris there and that number goes way down to like seven shots or eight shots kind of, kind of in line with what he's done for his career eight or eight or nine so yeah to me Jokic, it's not so much porter big bump gordon a little bump um barton a little bump i, th- I think that's how it goes do we have any more or was that it uh yeah here we got one more all right let's get this one quickly because dev's got to get back to work Ross Williamson, <laughs> the DNBA crew has to start its own NBA franchise and each of the guys on the mailbag today. Actually, I'm, I'll just change it to say everybody on staff. We have a five-person staff. We need a head coach. We need star player. We need, we need to fill the, the roles. Harrison, what roles does the DNBA crew what, – what do we take in our new franchise?
2: I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking Dev as our star player um i i know adam thinks he's the better player but i'm just gonna say dev has a little more of a, a little more translatable game to the nba level i'm gonna say oh
1: you're thinking um, of this in actual basketball terms yeah oh okay
2: <laughs> well what was i supposed to think it in as i,
1: I thought like owner general manager like coach. well it that
2: star player <laughs> star player was one of them um adam you're our coach Adams are okay. Adams are X's and O's guy, you know, just thrown on the list every every film <laughs> session. Um I'll be the GM. I'll I'll take that that responsibility. Uh what else do we have here? Announcer?
1: Was that one? Vote. What what does vote do? Does he sideline? Is he see the owner?
2: Vote sideline for sure. <laughs> just bringing the fan vote mainstream.
1: <laughs> I like it.
2: Uh arena announcer I mean, I guess we can give that to uh, Yair. Okay, <laughs> Yair's got it. Dev, what do you think? Y- Yair kills it at trivia, so <laughs> Yair's got
1: some. Ex- he's got some he is, experience. He, he there. is the announcer. You're right.
0: Yeah, he's the Kyle Speller. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think our GM. I think uh, Harrison should be our GM. Um, he just seems to like get you know the the professional side of things. Adam, you'll be our right, coach him. because you, you're really really good with X's X's and O's. Um, and I think that you just have an understanding of basketball that a lot of people don't, um, our Leadership,
1: your charisma, those things as
0: well. Very important. Very important. for what Exactly. Goes. Exactly. Our star player. Um, of course it would probably be me. Of course. I mean, I, I was so <laughs> glad that he said that. I was just like, Oh, what, what am I going to do? When there it goes. Um, our arena, um, announcer, I would probably go with D line for sure. Um, he has no, to be D
2: line is just uh, like the number the one
0: fan. He's got to be the, the mascot. Fan. He's definitely he, yeah, yeah. Also, I would I would give vote the mascot if I had to give someone. He's the only one that could fit <laughs> into that you know type of. There's no way we're <laughs> doing aerial attack with any of the Like, there's no you know he has to be the mascot.
2: He's um, going to be so
0: pissed. And then like uh like, Kale has to be like our groupie. He definitely has to be like the local <laughs> <rookie> of the <laughs> – Never mind. We're going too far. We're going too far.
2: That was not even a part of oh, the, an option on the question. I had oh, to give him God. a job.
1: <laughs> give him a job. All right.
2: Here's what – you guys both got it wrong. Of course
1: I'm the star player, but it's a player-coach situation. I'm coach. I'm player. I'm the star. Dev is the Chauncey. He gets to bring the ball up the court and in, in inbound the ball to myself. Harrison's the general manager, for sure. Got to manage everything. Uh, Vote is definitely the uh, the sideline reporter. And D-Line is the mascot. That's the way it works. D-Line gets all the crowd hyped. He puts on the clown costume. He does it, man. This is perfect. Player, coach, star, coach of the year and player of the year at the same year. It's incredible. I can't believe what a year I just had. Absolutely. I might even be GM. I might. I might also put a lot of input into Harrison on the GM side as well. He's more of a shadow GM, just a, a suit.
2: I'm, I'm the David Griffin. You're the Trajan Langdon.
1: Exactly how it works. Exactly. That does it for today's show, guys. Uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us. And thanks for the great questions, man. We really had some fun ones in there. Don't forget, all week, this is the last week of the offseason. You're going to want to catch it because we get serious and buttoned up next week as media day rolls around. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't forget to hit the like button, uh, and, and we will be back again tomorrow with a brand new show. Adios, everybody.
2: If you're looking to go back to school, maybe finish up your undergrad degree, or maybe you've already gotten your undergrad, you're looking to go back to school, get another degree, MSU Denver Online is really the best option that you could ask for. Super affordable, and they give you a great education. A lot of the teachers at MSU Denver Online actually work in the field that they're teaching, so it's a great networking opportunity as well. And like I said, it's really affordable. MSU Denver Online is also offering free application fee so you can use DNVR Sports to waive your application fee at MSU Denver Online if you're signing up for maybe classes in the upcoming fall semester. So no matter what type of student you are, no matter what type of schedule you're working, check out MSU Denver Online today. You can view their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online.